As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Hey, all seven rounds in heaven is back. We're brought to you by Sports Drink. 30 Pro Bowls, 9 Super Bowls, 8 MVPs, 1 famous Idaho Potato Bowl MVP, and 12 holes to crown a champ. Tune in to the match next Wednesday on TNT. It's next Wednesday? It is I, Rob Paul, a.k.a. the author of Ryan Tannehill's biography, Mentoring Rookies is for Cowards. And with me is AJ, Big Stinky, and Zion is Double Trouble and Nola Marchese. I think they're going to be like a, a switching situation where they like take each other's places like twins. Who today? Who, who would do better in the, in what spot? Big Stinky has to be better at basketball than he is at football. <laughs> exactly. But Zion's probably better I'm, at tackle than he is at center or wherever the hell they go and play. Yeah. Today we'll break down and hand out arbitrary grades to the AFC and NFC South's draft classes. Let's hit it. Going out to Vegas. Going to set my draft. Going to set my draft. On fire. Seven. 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 Seven rounds in heaven with my lady. Driving out to Vegas, baby. Looking for a Stingley or Thibodeau. Who's gonna bat it on draft day? Who's gonna wager future picks away? Who's gonna reach for a blue blood lineman? The home team. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. ColorCast is a live audio-only sports talk platform. It's free to download and to use. Talk to other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. It's perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. Share your own experiences on the app. All you need to do is download the ColorCast app, free in the iOS app store, create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the group. You'll be notified when rooms go live. And AJ's been letting off a lot of spicy NHL playoff takes lately uh, through ColorCast. AJ, care to share some of those takes? Uh, yeah, uh, Shesterkin, overrated. Take his Vesna away before you even give it to him. Uh, I don't know what most of those words meant. Um, good take. Thanks. Now, if you want to start talking golf, I'm your guy. Uh, do you have any golf takes? Yeah, I think if, uh, if Jalen Ramsey decided to play golf and dedicated three months to golfing, he would be the greatest golfer in the world. Okay. That's my take. I'll, uh, we can DM him and try to convince him after this show. Speaking of Jalen Ramsey, his former NFL team 
is located in the AFC South. Oh, and thought, that's where we're starting today with the NFL draft grades. I thought you were going to call uh, that was your comp for Derek Stingley. Sure, why not? Let's say that too. <laughs> all all the transitions today. Love it. Uh, let's let's start. Let's hand it some grades. Let's hand it some grades to your favorite ball club in the AFC, because you're addicted to Davis Mills. Yep. Um, and, and let's start with the Houston Texans. Would you buy an addicted to Davis T-shirt? Like, should I start printing them? Um, what color? Would it be the Texans? Uh, Texans blue and dark blue. Exactly, and the writing in red. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I would buy one. Right. Buy All three. right, check the the sports drink store. They'll be there soon. Uh, okay, Nick Casario. He said, uh, "Let's let's let's reinvent the wheel in Houston. Mm-hmm. Let's fix the worst roster in football." And the one thing he did right, even if none of these players hit, is. He didn't overdraft a quarterback at third overall. Correct. Uh, they will either find out that Davis Mills is the dude, or they'll end up with a top quarterback in next year's class. So that was smart. That was smart, and uh, they also made me money by taking Derek Stanley third overall. Congrats. Um, so those two things gave me uh, enough <laughs> to give them enough a belief to give them a B plus. I gave them a B, a solid B. I think if you look at the class, you come away thinking they kind of just drafted a a bunch of guys who are going to play a lot early, and that's yeah. what they need. They need good football players who will hit. Yeah. Um. I think the Derek Stingley pick. The only reason you would raise your eyebrow at it is he is like built to be a star man corner, and uh, Lovey Smith loves uh the Tampa two, and plays a ton of zone. But from what they're saying, it sounds like Stingley w- will be used far more in, in man coverage than Lovey Smith has also. used uh, corners in the past. And, what? You're going to say Lovey's getting fired? Because fuck you. We love Lovey, but... He took Illinois to a bowl game. Should should have took him to more. Because they shouldn't have fired him. That's what I'm saying. Yep. Agreed. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, Stingley's going to come in and, and fills a huge need for them. And uh, I, I think he's all pro potential type player. Yeah, I like the swing on Stingley. Like, I think Sauce is a better corner. I would have taken Sauce. But for a team that, uh, like, they got a lot of holes. I, I, I like that they, and not, not calling it a monster. It's not like they took Kenyon Green or something at three, you know what I mean? But, like, I like the I like going for the higher upside dude, you know what I mean? And the guy that could be, like you just said, all pro potential. I, I, like, I like that maneuver. I think that makes sense. And obviously, huge position of need. And in this draft, why the fuck not, right? Exactly. Um, I, I mean, I think the only argument I would make is take the tackle. Yeah. Uh, or or maybe the pass rusher. Um, but it, I, the, I, Yeah, the only thing tackle. that goes against it is their best player of the team is at tackle, but that's the one that stopped me. I'm just saying. Yeah. Uh, you can never have too many stud tackles. No. Um, and, and, and the, that that would be my only criticism with that. And then, I mean, the thing that stands out the most with their four top 50 picks is kind of reaching on Kenyon Green at 15. Yeah. I think everyone everyone feels as if, from what I understand, that Kenyon Green's going to be a good ball player. But I don't think very many people saw him going this early. I think, for the most part, it was outside of the top 20 is when you start looking at a, a, a guy like Kenyon Green. Yeah. And 
I will go back to what I've said before. There's a clear drop-off in talent from pick 14 onward. And if Kenyon Green's your guy, you take him. And I think he's going to instantly be a plug-and-play uh, guard for them who elevates their um, their run ga- running game a ton. He's a big-ass mauler, yeah. and he's an uh, underrated athlete. And I, I think he's going to hit. I just, I don't know. When you factor in that, like, Zion Johnson went two picks later, that's kind of just where I raise my eyebrow. Because uh, that's really the only thing with their class that I fully kind of question. Yeah, I mean, I got one more pick that I don't love, love, like, early. But, no, I think that's fair. And, I mean, I mean, they, they need all the offensive help, they, offensive line help they can get. And, like, you, like we just talked about, they pass on one of the two big tackles or three big tackles, like we like, we like to say in Seattle, baby. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I, I get it. But, like, then you can look at Cole Strange going not ten picks later. Or whatever the fuck it, it was. It, exactly. And, like, I had a first round grade on Kenny Green. I think yeah. he was like twenty third player on my board. Like it was not yeah, the, nearly the yeah. it was not nearly the biggest reach. I think it was just more, oh, they kind of traded out of that top fourteen where they could have had one of those premier players because remember yeah. they traded with the the Eagles. Yeah. Um and I just I kind of value taking one of those premier talents, even if it's not the biggest need. But, I mean, their roster is so bad. Like, I would have just taken Jordan Davis or Kyle Hamilton 13 if I were them. Yeah, especially when you're – like, I like – again, I agree. I got Kenny Green 25th. I like him a lot. I think he's going to be a really good guard for them. But you're not taking a premium position either. You're taking an IOL at no. 15. And- it, exa- exactly. So, if your argument is we can't take a nose tackle or a safety at 13 to trade back two spots and take a far lesser talent because uh, I think Davis and Hamilton were top 10 players, but then to do it at a lesser position just doesn't make a ton of sense. To me. Yeah. And especially like a position that they've, th- like, you know, Howard's playing guard. I don't know if he's kicking back to tackle. And... And, but but we're saying all that to, like, and at the end of the day, I think we both think Kenyon Green has a pretty high hit rate. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I don't mind that. Con- like, you know, I mean, just get no. a dude that's going to come in, play a lot of football for you, and you're not going to, you're not going to ever, like, regret that pick, I don't think, you know? And then the second round, they, they, they go with uh, Jalen Petrie, one of, our favorite players in the draft and John Mechie, a Canadian. So tell tell me why those are both perfect picks. I love I love the Petrie pick so much. The, I think if you look at the non first round defensive players in this draft, like Jalen Petrie is one of I think the most interesting defensive rookie of the year candidates. Hard to win just as a strict. But. He's good, I know, but think about the type of DB he is. Yeah. If you're drafting Jalen Petrie top 40, you're drafting him to be a chess piece, a defensive weapon, you're going to blitz the fuck out of him as a nickel. Um, you're going to let him man up on tight ends. You're going to let him play too deep. Like, you're going to move him around. Uh, and it's a team where he's just going to make a ton of tackles anyway. Like, <laughs> they just don't have very things. much going on. Yeah, yeah he's going to play so many. He, he, he might end up with more snaps than any other defensive rookie in the class. That's a really good point. Yeah, no, no for sure. <laughs> if, if Stingley and Petrie hit like we think they can, that that's a great, great, great building block, both of them, uh, for this Texans roster. Um, yeah, I'm excited to see what Petrie does. I mean, the safety was a big need. Really, not a lot of talent there, and yeah, I, I agree with you. I think he's going to play maybe more snaps than another defensive player in the league. <laughs> like, like we like we were saying um, last week uh, with with the Lions, I think yeah. it was where it's like they just got more watchable the way they drafted. Yeah, yeah. But the Texans' defense 
was kind of one of the on paper least interesting defenses in the NFL. Just it was so, really so have... hard to watch last year. And, like, just didn't have anyone you really, like, I mean, other than, obviously, Jonathan the Grenade Grenard. Uh, they didn't have anyone you, like, really got infatuated Justin with. Justin Reed, and, but, like, even then he was skipping out on games and they were punishing exa- him. Like, yeah. Exactly. And, and and so to add Stingley and Petrie, the secondary becomes a lot more interesting yeah. to watch. Yeah. I, um, and then <clears throat> with Mechie, with Mechie, I think it's a good pick in that he's another really safe player. Yes. And they just need guys to hit. And I think he's going to be a long-term Z slot type of player for them. Um, just because of what he can do uh, as a route runner. And he, he's got a bit of uh, field stretching ability. Um, and, and we saw him really improve as a yak player this past year. Obviously coming off the torn ACL. But I think he is a nice little running mate for Brandon Cooks and Nico Collins. Yeah, I think the fit is nice. Like you said, we talked about building the basketball team, different flavors of receivers. I wasn't – I love John Mechie, same hometown, support him all the way. I wasn't this high on Mechie, and I thought, like, you it's, know, they kind of started the run on the second-round receivers too. He wouldn't have been my first pick there, you know. It's interesting because we have the, – the way the receivers fell in the second round is really strange. Um, Sky Moore at 54, like yeah. – Sky Moore would have, I think, would have been a, a great grab for them at forty-four. Uh, agreed. But that being but, said, I think Mechie, if you want to throw a label on, it, is safer. And, and, and if you want to, he he was the, the receiver taken after him and before him were Wandale Robinson and Tyquan Thornton. That's that's a good point. But then it was big and right. Like more, the yeah. receivers fell really weird. They did. They did. Um. So uh, I I I don't know. It's 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 interesting, and I think like. John Mechie is a very Patriots type of wide receiver, what yeah. his skill set is. is. And so I think that's probably why Casario fell for him. And that's why the Patriots panicked and took Tyquan. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> they wanted Wandale and Mechie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and then the third round, they get Christian Harris, another Bama player, linebacker. Christian Harris, another guy who might have a million tackles this rookie. <laughs> yeah, he, he should. Uh, there's like... No one to compete with him at the spot, really. Whoa. Chelan Reeves Maven? Wait, is, is is that where the Cash Money Monster ended up? Yeah. Okay, That sorry. So he's second in tackles on the team. Sorry, third after um, Petrie and the Cash Man. I, I think Christian Harris is a good fit here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lovey needs athletic linebackers. Christian Harris is very athletic. Gets downhill in a hurry. Uh, good sideline to sideline speed. The, the two things with him is kind of consistently working off blocks and, and, and being a more consistent tackler um, can be over aggressive and stuff. So I, I think getting more athletic yeah. and, and is, is what they needed to do with the linebacker position. Um, that, that way maybe Christian Kirksey's isn't playing the most snaps, but uh, I know you're a little lower on Harris than I am. No, but I had him 70th. They took him 75th. Okay, so you like him here, then. Oh, yeah. This I thought it was fine. a great, no, oh, okay. great pick. I think it, it's, like, a big need. Uh, like you said, great fit. They need that speed at the second level. Uh, no, I like this pick a lot. I'm very high on this pick. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so that's a, that's another guy who's, I, again, going to play a lot as a rookie, whether yeah. that be good or bad, I don't know. But a guy who who makes sense uh, in, in, in a, a guy who I think has the tools to play early, which, is, again, they just need players. And in the fourth round, kind of same thing when you get Damian Pierce, who the running backs felt kind of funny. He's a guy who I think comes in and competes with 
my God, the the worst running back room in the NFL. He 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 could like because of who the Texans are. Damian Pierce could run for eight hundred to a thousand yards as a rookie, or he could play in two games. Like I don't know. That's a good point. Um, um, but in terms of what he brings to the table, him and Marlon Mack should be kind of in a timeshare. It's a fun duo. At minimum, if it works. P- P- Pier- Pierce is a violent runner. He's a a safe pass catcher and a very physical pass blocker. He should be the third down back. Like him and Rex Burkhead are the third down backs. I- I'm excited to see how much Damian Pierce plays. I think when push comes to shove and we see like, you know, how the running backs fell and where they went, I, I think this is the best running back pick made in the draft. Like in terms, I like that too. In-, in terms of where he went, like like both in you know his opportunities and at 107 in the fourth round. Compare that to where, like, you know, uh, I think he's a better player than Rashad White. We'll get there in a bit. He went above him. You know, Ty Davis-Price, like, better than a lot of these backs. You know, the two te- the teams that drafted Kenneth Walker and, and Brees Hall didn't need them. Like, you know what I mean? So, like, all that combined, I think this is the best running back pick of the draft. I like that. I like that so much. I'm tweeting out that quote from our <laughs> official account. Okay. I thought you were going to put it on, on your account. <laughs> No, no, no. Uh, wait, can I credit myself with the quote? I'm fine. You just you got, you got to put. You got to listen to find out who said it. Uh, I should probably continue to talk because we're recording. Uh, and then in the fifth round, they get Thomas Booker from Stanford, who's a big, uh, kind of polarizing in terms of hmm. people. After the testing, people got really excited about how early he could go. I think this is a perfect spot, uh, kind of range for him to land. Really great athlete who played a lot more five tech yeah. than I, I would have liked at Stanford. Like he's, I think, a natural three tech, which is what he'll get to do in Houston uh, on Lovey Smith's defensive line. So we'll see. But what yeah, do you think? I was lower on him. Uh, like I had him like two sixteen. But like in the fifth, once you get in the fifth round, things get goofy. I don't care. I think that's a, I think that's a good swing. Need to, you know, like, I'm cool with that. Uh, and then they get Tegan Quintoriano, the Oregon State tight end, who bullied George Karloftis when Oregon State played Purdue. Yeah. Uh, pick of the draft, they, you're saying? Their, their tight end room is so obnoxiously bad. Bre- it's Brevin's show. It's Brevin's show. It, it, if Brevin Jordan isn't the starting tight end, I don't know what happened. Uh, in the sixth round, Austin Deculus, who played a ton of LSU, tested really well, swing tackle. Yeah, play. I think that's a, that's a good swing, no pun intended, in the sixth round, too. Solid B. Uh, mo- yeah. Like, again, just a lot of guys who are going to be able to play, on, uh, yeah. the, which is what they need. Yep. Uh, moving to the Colts. Um, we both know that I'm secretly a Colts fan. Mm-hmm. And that I think Chris Ballard is the greatest GM to ever exist. Other than Omar Khan. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I ended up giving him a B. I, uh, I'm shocked. I gave him a B+. Plus. So I, I kind of like the way they seem to go about it. They just drafted freak athletes. Every every draft that Chris Ballard has had looks like a Chris Ballard draft. Like, you know what I mean? Like they never. Yeah, it sh- does. They're always the same, and he never has a first round pick. But it's okay. <laughs> um, I think when you look at it from value, like if we start at the top, at least if we can dive in, I, I don't think the rest were huge Alec Pierce fans, but at fifty three, uh, the way they were falling, huge need, kind of fits what they do. I, I'm cool with the pick. That they, I was just so much lower on Alec Pierce. Yeah, uh, that that's what kept me at where, a B with them. Where do you land on your biggie board? Like a, outside of my top one. Okay, he's ninety nine for me. Uh, 
He was 142. Okay, you're way lower. Okay, okay, that's yeah. fair then. That's fair. Yeah. So that that's just play, just in terms of the scouting of the player, but the fit makes so much sense yeah. to me. Yeah. And getting now factoring in that Matt Ryan's the quarterback. Matt Ryan's gonna give him 50-50 ball opportunities. Matt Ryan's gonna. Uh, Matt Ryan doesn't have a ton of arm strength left in the tank, but Matt Ryan's gonna at least try to get him the ball downfield. Um, <laughs> We'll we'll see how that that pans out, but I like how he fits with Pittman. Yeah, like I I, I like the looks of uh, that receiver room, and and he uh, Ballard kind of has a type at receiver. It's big, athletic guys. Yeah. Um. And in out outside of Pittman, no one there has really proven themselves. So I think Pierce is gonna have to play and and play a lot early. Yeah, it's a good spot for him too. I know I, I like moving not too far away from Cincy too. It's a good spot. Speaking of. Big athletic dudes. Your guy, who I was a little lower on. Yeah. Jelani Woods, which is the, a ton the, of fun. This is, this is another one where it's like the team gets a player that fits them, but it's almost better for the player. Yeah. Um, they've done such a good job developing random tight ends. Moali Cox, baby. And, and like, yeah, Jelani Woods is the Moali Cox replacement. Yep. Um, they, the, the, they need to still find uh, the Jack Doyle replacement. They'll find him next year, though. Or is it Andrew um, Ogletree? We'll find out in three minutes. <laughs> um, but w- what you get with Woods is just a guy who can play in line but has the athleticism yeah. because of his size, but has the athleticism to, to flex out to the slot, be a mismatch in the red zone. Um, early on, I, I think he'll be playing behind Moali Cox and be more yeah. – Used as a, a a guy who has certain packages and situations where you work him in, but he's going to be a mismatch nightmare. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I I kind of like that because they don't have to force him on the field right away. Yeah, like get him red zone looks. Uh, you know the the odd just straight down the field, Matty Ice off PA. You know that that's going to work a lot. Yeah, I agree with you. I think it's like the perfect landing spot for Jelani Woods. Again, like I was a little lower on him, but like. With, like, this group of tight ends, I'm cool with swinging on him in third, you know? And then Bernard Raymond, it's it's another guy where we heard he could go way earlier than he should, yeah. and then he went later than he should. He's a little older, so it does make sense to that the NFL kind of let him slide this far. But I, I think he's exactly what they yeah. need at left tackle, right? Yeah. Like, Eric Fisher had, had nothing left this past year pretty much. So Ray, Raymond is ready. I think he's ready to play. Yeah, and has has the athleticism to step in and at least lean on that early on in his career, um, as he kind of improves his play strength in anchor. But uh, I think that's just a really good match again. I think this is the best pick they made. Um, and yeah, like like so many other like you know rookie tackles, they're getting thrown into a dumpster fire in the offensive line, and you know he's not in that situation the least. He doesn't. You know, he'll be allowed to be the weak spot on the line, and it won't hurt the team. You know what I mean? Like, And I agree with you. I think he's ready to play. He can plug in. They need him. I, I'm, Yeah, I, I, I still am surprised they let him off. Like, a tackle this this talented fall to 77, though, the league that is. I, I think it had to just do with the age. Somebody older, like Valus Jones went right. <laughs> yeah, but sorry, sorry. That was the Bears, though. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. That's a good point. But, no, that's uh, a great pick. And with their their third third round pick, they they took Nick Cross from Maryland, who's another guy who could have seen get overdrafted because of the athleticism, and he ends up going to a in a spot he should to a team that I think has 
a strong history of developing yeah. safeties. Yeah. Right? Like Car- Curry, Willis, and... Um, Blackman. Yeah, and Ju- Julian Blackman the last two of the last three drafts. Yeah. And now you get Cross, who who's, I think, perfect to be kind of a tight end eraser with his combination of size and athleticism playing the box a little bit more won't have to play a ton early he's it's gonna be interesting to see how he's deployed yeah he complements blackman and, and willis very very well and if they want to get all three of them on the field they got no problem doing so if they want you know what i mean like i think just adding cross just adds even more flexibility to this uh secondary which i feel and, like it's pretty pretty big deal for the colts over this tenure right uh, G- gus bradley stepping in his dc now he's got his uh his camp chancellor yeah, exactly. I'm gonna tweet that quote out. Um, and then fifth, fifth round, Eric Johnson, another great athlete. I like the Eric Johnson. Uh, and, and a guy who can move around the D line. I think this is a really, really good pick. Another guy who just came onto the scene. AJ, I'm bumping my my grade to B plus now. All right, welcome. Join the club. Join the club. Um, Sean at the Senior Bowl. I, I love swinging on him in the fifth round. I'm in like 140, so this is right about where. Um. Not to mention, though, also, they got Curtis Brooks uh, around later, too. I know. Two two really – it's funny. They doubled down on two really big athletic tight ends and two yeah. undersized athletic defensive tackles. Yeah, and I like that's That's a lot of fun. Um, between Johnson and Brooks, they're, they're going to find a dude between the one of the two. I'm, I'm sure of it, you know? Yeah, I, I think so, too. And worse comes to worse, I think they're both going to be able to be rotation guys. Um, great picks, I think, both and of then, them. And then with o- o- Ogletree's a 6'5", 260-pound, really athletic tight end, who one of his highest Rask comparisons was Moali Cox. <laughs> uh, and, and then Rod- Rodney Thomas is kind of a long safety yeah. who tested, again, tested really well, 41-inch vert, uh, who screams special teams potential. It's such a classic Colts draft. It, you can, it is. It is. It really is. Good Good draft. Let's let's get to your favorite tight end. We just did, or GM. We just did mine. Mm-hmm. Yours is the Balk man. Always has been. Always has been. Um, for the way he imploded a potential 49ers dynasty. Exactly. I love him. I I hated Jim Harbaugh and I love the Balk man. Uh, and and so the Jags had the first overall pick. They take Travon Walker. I was higher on Travon Walker than I think most. Yeah. People? Yeah. Um. I I was fine taking him over Aiden Hutchinson. I would have taken Kayvon Thibodeau. Um, but I understand betting on the, the combination of traits and at minimum you're getting an elite run defender, a guy who can move around your defensive line, which I think is a great compliment for Josh Allen. Like you could line up Travon Walker at three tech with jo- Josh Allen at, at, at nine tech on, uh, against the right side <laughs> of an offensive line. Like yeah. That's terrifying to me. Um, I will say, so I, I think it's really fun, mm-hmm. and, and th- he's going to be an instant boost to that run defense. I think it was the wrong pick in terms of they shouldn't have brought back Cam Robinson and drafted Icky or Evan Neal. But that's that's less long. Uh, okay, past. I'm with you there. I'm with. If I had the pick, I would have taken Icky Aquanu. Yeah, no, exactly. And I, regardless of what we did with Cam Robinson. Yeah, yeah, no, I I don't even disagree. But just that process would have made more sense. Um, I think all in all, tough, tougher draft to grade, some wonky stuff. Push comes to shove. Like, I, I Travon Walker ninth. Um, that being said, with his potential upside and the freakiness and how bad this organization is and always has been, I'm okay with it. Like, I I, I think Aiden Hutchinson is the better player, but I'm okay with swinging for the fences on Walker, you know? 
I just the, the whole process I don't love. And then like the draft gets wonkier. What what, what did you end up giving them? A B minus. Same here. Okay. Because it, it's. I don't get the double down on the linebackers. It, maybe just Muma just dropped and he's the best player available. It just but which I but they yeah, traded up for Devin Lloyd too. And they just pay, paid uh Foya Lucan. Uh, yeah. yeah, way too much. Yeah. Probably. And this is a team with so many um, holes. Like they gave up what was it? Uh thirty five, a fourth, and a sixth to go up for Devin Lloyd. And I get I'm assuming Balky looked at Travon Walker, he's like, That's my old on Smith. He looked at Devin Lloyd and he's like, That's my Navarro Bowman. Yeah. Yeah. He looked at Chad Muma and he said, That's my Patrick Willis. <laughs> exactly. Um, um in the vacuum, but like it, in, God, yeah. Like, yeah, just looking at it, just as, like, Devin Lloyd's going to be fun on this team. Yeah, yes. Yes. He's going to, he's, I think he's going to be, uh, I think Foy's going to be playing Mike and Devin Lloyd's going to be playing well. I think that makes sense. And then Chad Muma is, uh, is like, Edge. whatever you need. <laughs> yeah. He's your Ben Zolbris. He's your utility guy. Um, <laughs> yeah. De- but Devin Lloyd's going to be running around making all kinds of tackles. Like, again, all I ask. Because I don't actually care if any of these teams are good because I'm not fans of any of them. Just be watchable. Mm-hmm. Adding Travon Walker into Devin Lloyd to your defense, that makes you more watchable in my eyes. It makes you more exciting. You can do a lot of things uh, if your defensive coordinator is creative. Travon Walker can play inside. He can play outside. Devin Lloyd is a very good blitzer. Devin, Devin Lloyd is a train coming downhill. Chad Moom is a guy who can play in space really well. He's yeah. got great length. You can use him as uh, like an overhang guy to to counteract jumbo slots. Like I, I think the three picks are fun. Yeah, I, I think in the vacuum, you look at these. I, I'm going to say the the top four picks. They're good football players. Um, yeah, Fortner's going to step in and be your Brandon Linder replacement. I don't love Luke Fortner. This is too early for me. I, 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 just think I, he's I do got love a, Luke Fortner. Luke Fortner, and I still think this was too early. I had him like he's just got a too low a ceiling to go top seventy. Exactly. Um, and it, like a, like like he's going to be about, especially when you take two linebackers, trade it for one. He's a little older, but you do take the swing walker. Go ahead, sorry. He's going to be a safe plug and play center for Trevor Lawrence. It's just like. You had four picks in the top 70. Exactly, yeah. And all you got Trevor Lawrence was a solid center. Yeah. And that's kind of where my concern is. It's just the process I don't love. I don't – And I know you spent you spent yeah. money on receivers, but it was – you overpaid Zay Jones and Christian Kirk. You brought in – Like, the Sheriff. receiver room is better, yeah. but, like, I don't know. Like, the office line is going to be better. I, I think it, it has to yeah. be. It has to be, but – no, I mean like if this if they got Fortner with their pick that they traded up for Devin Lloyd at like one oh six or whatever, good pick, very good pick. Here a little rich, and yeah, I think when you make you when you blend it in that maybe you didn't take the best player in the draft at one, or you didn't at least, uh, you know you got two linebackers, you got a safe center but too early. Like I uh, I don't know. Again, four good and football players though, so it's uh, yeah. Snoop Connor in the fifth round. Yeah, pick of the draft. Um, it was like meh. Not even mad. I, this is a terrible pick. It's like a James Robinson um, insurance, I guess. It's a really bad pick, yeah. Uh, I, I, like, if you wanted to get a third running back where to provide insurance to a running back you took in the first round last year, and, and we can't even say it was the previous regiment because Balky was there yeah, last year. Yeah. Uh, so you, James Robinson's a top 15 back in the NFL. You've got a first-round 
running back entering year two after not playing last year. Um, I just, I don't know, if you really wanted a third running back, maybe wait, unless well, you like, really like Snoop Connor. The next back taken two picks later, I think it was better Jerome Ford and does everything better than Connor. Uh, after that, it's Kyron Williams. Yeah, that's, who was like, that's the problem is when you start looking at yeah. who the backs were. Like, to me, um, if you were looking for a big physical athletic back, Jerome Ford, like you exactly, just said. Yeah. And if, if you're looking for more of that satellite type back, pass protector, ball catcher, Kyron Williams. Like, yeah. Like you said, those are the next two backs. And then Ty Chandler. And your guy, Ty Chandler. Yeah. Who maybe who's is kind of a just a nice, well-rounded player. Exactly. Maybe the best, like, James Robinson filler, if you're going to do of the three. Also, if you just want, like, a, a guy who bounces off tackles, Kevin Harris went the next round. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was the worst pick. They and made. then yeah. uh, Gregory Jr. is a corner who I really like. Um, yeah. I, th- I think he had a really good senior bowl. I think he, he's a very interesting developmental guy with the – the physicality and balance he plays yeah, with. I like their corner swings in the, in the sixth and the seventh with Gregory Jr., your guy. And um, Tarek Brown's pretty good, too. I think this is – they got him a little higher than this. I like the like the swing in here, too. I'm, I'm cool with those picks. Yeah. Um, yeah, overall, it's just – I don't know. Weird process, but it's bulky, baby. Yeah, it, yeah, it's bulky. Keeps us interested. Uh, speaking of weird processes, mm-hmm. the Tennessee Titans, they uh, trade A.J. Brown. They get a first-round pick. They use it on the guy who everyone comped AJ Brown. Um, it it's strange the way we're attacking wide receivers in the NFL right now is strange. It's a really interesting time, and I think this is the conversation for this draft. Really, like for the Titans draft. I don't know how and it's going to shake out. I don't know. Like, is is not paying well, wide receivers I, the smart play? I may be leaning yes. Yeah. I think it depends on who your quarterback is. Uh, and I don't necessarily believe that they have the quarterback. Um, yeah. And I don't know that they believe this either, given that they drafted one. Well, they do. Um, At 86, baby, they got him. Yeah. Uh, like, with Aaron Rodgers, that's different because Aaron Rodgers can elevate. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, if, if, if we want to make the argument about not paying receivers, well, Tampa just paid Chris Goblin, mm-hmm. who's coming off a torn ACL despite having Tom Brady. I know Brady's only got a year or two left. That, probably. That's probably the reason. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know. It's just interesting. The Packers tried to pay Devonte Adams. They did. They did. He just didn't want. He he just wanted out. Um, so the wide receiver, and, and then going to the Chiefs, it's like the Chiefs kind of changed their offense, right? Mm-hmm. Like they're less of this big downfield passing attack now, and 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 they've been hitting more layups the last year and a half, and, and they address the receivers' position still through free agency, yeah. just with lower cost guys. Partially because they know they've got the best quarterback in the NFL potentially. Yeah. Uh, that so I don't know. It's and, it's, it's going to be really fun to see how the receivers, the the teams that yeah. went about moving receivers, how it pays off. Um, to- but looking at just this class, mm-hmm. I think it's kind of cool that the Titans seem to, like they they were the one seed and they fell on their asses and John Robinson then kind of just went and got a bunch of guys to get the t- team younger. At positions where they've got veterans who have played a lot, like so, they take Burks as an AJ Brown replacement. They take Malik Willis as a potential Tannehill replacement at some point. Petit Freire as a potential uh, Taylor Luan replacement at some point. Hassan Haskins, even if you're taking him yeah. at one thirty-one, like that's potentially at some point maybe some Derrick Henry insurance and Chig, Chig. Jonah Smith replacement a year later, baby. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like it's kind of like a soft rebuild, still be the best team in the AFC South potentially 
Um, I, th- I think it's just a really interesting process. Yeah. We'll see how it pays off. But looking just at the picks, Traylon Burks, how how immediately do you think he is making an impact for this team? I love Traylon Burks. I he's my favorite my favorite receiver in the draft. He's already getting the oh he's a bust rumors, which Jamar Chase got. So I already assume he's the best receiver in this draft for real. Is he actually? Yeah, he is. I, don't, I forget what I don't. The, the, the fucking rookie camp. Yeah, he wasn't exactly. I don't read the clippings of this. It's stupid. Um, just like Jamar Chase didn't like the balls in the NFL. Shut up. Um, <laughs> I love Burks, and it's just so it's it's really interesting to see like you know the, dumping AJ Brown and then the, the the guy that he was getting comp to is is here. Um, <laughs> I think it's gonna work. Like, I, I, but I love Burks. I'm one of the biggest Traylon Burks fans. Um, it's funky. It's funky and it's fun. It, it, it reminds me more of the digs. You know. Digs for JJ move, you know. I do know AJ. I, oh, I'm know. glad you remember that. I wasn't sure. It was a while ago. Trevon, right? Yeah, exactly. Um. Uh, yeah, but I think I think you take Traylon Burks and like, okay, maybe he's not some extremely pro-ready route runner. Neither was AJ Brown. Oh, to answer your question, you I, I think he, I think he contributes big early. To answer your question, I I, I think they're gonna be scheming him exactly. If, like they're gonna scheme him three touches every game. Yeah. They're gonna th- throw a buttload of slants to him, where he's got the potential to use that running back body to rip off yak plays the way that he gets out. The PA shots will go to him. Like contested catch, yeah. Yeah, like they're gonna. I think they're gonna be smart because I don't think John Robinson makes this move unless he has a plan. Yeah. That Mike Rabel aligns with Mike Rabel, and so. It, maybe Burks isn't going to be the most well-rounded guy early, but I think he's going to be touching the ball a lot. Um, yeah. So he can show off that yak. They get Roger McCreary at 35, who fell partially because he didn't test amazingly, partially because he lacked length. But technically, he is so sound. And the Titans and to are me, this addicted is, to taking corners. He is Caleb Farley insurance. Caleb Farley yeah. spent his whole college career hurt, got hurt as a rookie, I think you're starting to worry, like, is he ever going to be healthy? Well, if he's not, we've got a guy who is tenacious and unbelievable footwork, very physical on the outside. Maybe he's not the biggest guy in the world, but I think Roger McCreary is a very safe bet to, to play a plenty of snaps as a time. I agree. Yeah, even though I was lower on him than, than you were, I was, wouldn't probably take him this high. I do think it's smart because, you know, they've, they've swung on these other corners and just saying fuck it. And again, a guy, like you said, just vicious, safer. I, I don't I don't mind I, that. I also, like, Elijah Molden, were, uh, like, especially down the stretch, really yeah. worked out for them. Yeah. And that was taking a, a feisty, a guy who lacks size, but super feisty and smart. And McCre- McCreary is uh, similar in that yeah, way. Yeah, no, absolutely. Petit Frere... At 69, um, a little early. Mm-hmm. They've struggled to find tackles in recent drafts. Yeah. Uh, I think this is uh, th- this is either Petit Frere's, your future left tackle, or Dylan Radens is a guard. Um, I lean to the latter, but I don't know. It's interesting to see how this tackle room shapes up. Yeah. Uh, Frere, obviously, like, he didn't test as well as you'd hoped, but on tape, he moves so well yeah. in the run game. He he fits this team, I think, in terms of what he does well. Um, it, I, I, in like, I don't know, I just, 
I don't. I wouldn't want him to play a ton, a ton early because he's so technically messy. Mm-hmm. But Taylor Lewan's always hurt, and you don't have a clear right tackle. Yeah, I think he's gonna have to play early. But no, I, I don't disagree with you. Um, and and they can hide him a bit if they give him help in pass protection because he he's a very good run blocker. And they, you know, I, I do think Raidens is gonna end up a guard though. They seem to. Really, I think he's better fit there. Yeah, they seem to really want him there too. Like you just, they gave up on the tackle thing pretty quick last year. Um, Malik Willis at eighty six is a lot of fun because I think Malik Willis lands at a team with a team that would be willing to bring him along slowly because they got Tanny in the room, uh, who's willing to mentor him, of course. Yeah, and they can build the offense around what he can do as a runner. Like they they haven't been. Sh- shy to use Tannehill's mobility and play that and build that offense to his strengths. So I, I'm excited to see what happens here. Later, like, you know, you know, the end of Derrick Henry's run with Malik Willis starting is going to be a super fun running attack. Uh, like, I'm really excited for that. I, I'm su- still surprised he fell this far. You know, like I, I probably wouldn't have taken him in the first, but like we said before draft, if you're going to take one, it's going to be him. I think in the third round, the Titans have their future quarterback. But if, if he isn't, no no must, no fuss. He took him 86th. Um, I think this is a great landing spot from Malik Willis. I'm, I'm excited to see what they do. I, do. Do you think they get him involved year one at all, or they just sit on the bench? I don't know. That's a really good question. I haven't really gave it much thought yet. I'm not sure either. I mean, I, I, think, I think they would mix him in. Hmm. Especially like when it's late season, they're the one seed, but they're they're faltering. Like you know, what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Uh, fourth round, they get two year guys: Hassan Haskins at running yeah. back, Chigo Okonkwu at tight end. Yeah, I I I like the pair of you know the thunder and thunder with Henry and Haskins. I think that makes a lot of sense. And it's another guy where like this is, might be the best landing spot for for Haskins. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we, we saw that we saw the like they've taken you know uh, Evans and whatnot, but. Uh, nothing's really worked. Nothing's really, you know, they've they Donta Foreman was a fantasy darling for two weeks last year. I think, I think, you know, in the fourth round, you're getting like, you know, this pick is so much better than the Snoop Connor pick, even though you're you're getting a run back when the best player on your team is a running back. I, I like the Haskins pick a lot. Physical one cut guy, yeah, can hurdle dudes, safe, safe. And Chig's the pick, oh, Ocon- yeah, <laughs> Chig is, is like your move tight end. Uh, you brought in Austin Hooper, who's just like a placeholder yeah, for now, yeah. but like a, a placeholder you feel safe about. Um, I think it's pretty interesting. I, I like Kyle Phillips in the fifth round a lot too. I think Kyle Phillips, if he could learn to catch the football, <laughs> yeah. his route running ability is absurd. Like he could be like, not, he's not the same player as Hunter Renfro, uh, as Hunter Renfro, but like a poor man's hunter room for yeah and a starting slot down the down the line potentially um will robert woods be be willing to to teach him though rob and mentor him that's a big question well the the battle for who's running with Traylon burks and robert woods yes. as the third next year is pretty weird it is weird like is it is it gonna be des fitzpatrick who no. you are probably pretty disappointed with after taking him 109th it's last a year pick. if phillips can hang on to the ball i think it's him but that's the question. Reggie Robertson signed UDFA. That, he's got a, that's um, a good spot for Reggie Robertson to sign. It is. Uh, then they take in the sixth round a pair of special team stars. <laughs> uh, Tennessee corner Theo Jackson, Ole Miss linebacker Chance Campbell. Uh, love it. Like both, it. Bo- bo- both good athletes. 
bring good size to the table. Close to home. Let's not to love. Yeah, cheap. Cheap to bring. Did in. we grade this one Chance- yet? Uh, I, I give it a B plus. I also give I it a B plus. I can't remember. Cool, cool, cool. Every, did we just give out Bs and B, mainly B? I give a B plus to everyone in the division, but the Jags. I gave that feels right. I, yeah, I think I, B plus to the Titans, B minus to the Jags, B plus to the Colts, and, and just a B to the Texans. Um, I give an A plus to Colorcast for sponsoring this podcast. Me too. It's a live audio only sports talk platform that's free to download and to use. You can talk to other fans, insiders, and athletes in real time. It's perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. Share your own experiences on the app by downloading it in the iOS App Store for free. Free? You can create, you create your profile, you join the group, you'll be notified when rooms go live. Tons of NHL playoff talk in there. What would you think of uh, Artemi Panarin's Game uh, 4 performance, Rob? Is that a person's name? Mm-hmm thought it was good it's really <coughs> good uh-oh i'm dying <coughs> oh please this is horrible to listen to <coughs> nfc south it makes aj sick <laughs> please edit this out i'm actually dying and i'm i'm not editing this out because i don't have time for that if it was your edit maybe but it's mine so no the atlanta falcons the dirty birds are they back no they never will be i um, choked on my spit when they actually took drake london rob uh, Arthur Smith and uh, Terry Fontenot said, let's get better at football. Did they? And they didn't. No, exactly. Um, no, but again, the, the Falcons followed all I want. Are you more watchable based off your draft? Yes, you are. <laughs> are you going to throw the ball to Drake London and Kyle Pitzelot, who are power forwards? Yes, you will. Uh, I don't know that I believe in whoever's throwing them the football but drake london's gonna get a ton of touches they take them eighth overall i give them a b uh, i gave them a b as well london like i think it's a reach but i think it makes sense with smith coming from the titans yeah just terms of fit i think the fit makes sense uh t- coming from the titans where they had aj brown who was a big physical yeah. wide receiver who was raw i think london his size, his ability after the catch, he provides a lot more after the catch than most big wide receivers tend to. Fair. Very willing blockers. Smith's coming from the Titans where they just ran the hell out of Derrick Henry. They want to run the football. Uh, I think Drake Lennon makes sense in, in terms of that. I don't think he makes sense as a top 10 player. I don't see that type of potential with him. Um, I like I, I could I can I, I think I had him 30th. So like it's a first round player. I just think he's like a T. Higgins or a Marquez Colston, mm-hmm. uh, a big guy who who's going to be trustworthy, but I don't think he has star potential. Agreed, and I don't think it makes any sense for rebuilding. Um, like Kyle Pitts is the tight end prospect of all tight end prospects. They took him fourth last year. I'm cool with that. But like spending another top ten pick on a pass catcher that I don't think is that good. I mean, I love, Pitts is amazing, but you know what I mean. Like I don't, I don't love that. I do think it's fun, like, getting, you know, Pitts as a tight end. Drake London, you know, getting all these jumbo dudes. They traded for uh, Brian Edwards. <laughs> Odd and Tate's on the roster, Rob. They're just they're just making basketball on grass. And coincidentally, I've always thought Marcus Mariota throws a really pretty, like, just jump ball. So maybe that's the plan. Um, still, I don't I don't think that makes sense for a team that's trying to build. You don't, you don't build through tall pass catchers. You know what I mean? 
are they just they're setting up the team for Bryce Young or CJ Stroud? They are, but that offensive line they they didn't. I mean, Schaefer in the six, good pick, but it's a fucking disaster. It, it it is weird process, um, but guess what? The font man comes from the the Mickey Loomis tree. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Mickey Loomis just I don't know. He does. He operates outside the rules, and somehow the Saints are always in it. And so are the Pelicans now. So, <laughs> um, after that, the Ebiketti pick I think was a money pick. The They've needed pass rush yeah. forever. Yeah. Uh, he is. Very worth the 38th overall pick. He is he's a low key defensive rookie of the year candidate. Uh, he's gonna be playing a ton. Yeah. He is a super well rounded pass rusher, who who undersized but huge motor, physical against the run. Like I'm super excited. He plays with his fucking hair on fire. I think your comp was Patrick Fu- Kearney, wasn't it? It was Shaq Barrett, baby. <laughs> Good try. Uh, I don't think was uh, the best pick they made, and that's that's for sure. No, I like that a lot. They finally, I think they finally land the pass rusher they've been looking for for the better part of a decade. You know what I mean? Like, Tr- yeah. And then Troy Anderson at fifty-eight is a huge swing. Yeah. I think this is a bit early, right? Like, and this isn't the team I want to have taken him. No, and now Deion Jones is out. He's going to get thrown right into the fire. You got to think. Like he's he he doesn't know how to play linebacker yet, as a former running back quarterback. Uh, was at his best at Montana State outside of the box, yeah. so it's gonna be interesting to see how they deploy him. Like he, he um, could be the best linebacker in this draft. Landing uh, here, so what makes me think with, he's not gonna be? With Dean Pease calling this defense, what I think is gonna happen is uh, I I don't believe Deion Jones is gonna be playing for the Falcons this year. So I think their starting inside linebackers will be Rashawn Evans and Nick Kwiatkowski. That's so sick. That's so <laughs> and, sick. And, and, <laughs> yeah, I know it is, and I think Troy Anderson's gonna be like deployed more as a, a the, maybe this is just wishful thinking, but deployed more as like a, a player who plays in space, the sub linebacker kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, that's his best case in this situation at least. I agree, I agree. No, yeah, Deion Jones is out for the year, so is he out for the year? Yeah, they already announced it. I thought it said off season. No, did it say off season? Oh, maybe it is. I thought it said season. I read off season. You're probably right. You're you're more rest of off season. Oh, that makes more sense. But no, that miss off season workout program. That's not a good sign to uh, to point towards him being ready for week one, though. No, it is not. Uh, Desmond Ritter at seventy four. How long until he's starting quarterback for the Atlanta Falcons? Uh, I don't know a decade because this is Mariota's team, baby. Ritter, similar to Willis, if you're gonna fall, you kind of land in a place that makes sense. Um. Because one, Ritter's like a combo of Marcus Mariota and Ryan Tannehill, yeah, who are the pretty two much. quarterbacks Arthur Smith had in his career. Uh, I think Desmond Ritter's like this roster is so bad, but I I I don't know. I believe in Desmond Ritter a little more than you do. I think um, I think he's going to come in and, and play competent football thanks to his athleticism, thanks to his processing, thanks thanks to his kind of just motherfucker in him. Um, at 74, I really like Desmond Ritter. At 74, Ritter. it's a good pick. Um, <clears throat> I mean, <clears throat> realistically, they should get him in about week eight. Uh, see what you got. See if he actually has something. And if not, you're drafting top five. You know what I mean? But yeah, Exactly. I don't know if they're going to. I'm, not, I'm really unsure about how this quarterback situation is going to shake out. I'm a lot more interested in watching this Ritter's playing. Uh, 82, they take D'Angelo Malone. They double down. 
on the on the pass rusher. Another pass rusher. Pass rusher who offers a little more versatility than Abiketti in terms of he played off ball. Yeah. He played some overhang at Western Kentucky. I think this is a really interesting one. Uh, I'm excited to see how Dean Pease deploys Abiketti, Anderson, and Malone. Both, Especially in a front seven that has zero talent. Yeah, they're both going to be on the field a lot. Um, no, I, I think maybe like slightly early for me, but I, I, like, I like the swing there. And getting both of their explosiveness off the edge is really cool. Agreed. Uh, fifth round, they get Tyler Algier, who I think another guy who's going to play a lot as a rookie. He over Avery I mean, they Williams. Moved, they they signed Damian Williams. They they moved Avery Williams from corner to running back. Cordarrelle's obviously that dude, but Algiers your big power guy. They signed Jeremy McNichols today too. The, Arthur Smith's fucking throwing yeah. darts at a wall. Yeah. It's like who can be my Derrick Henry? I think. <laughs> I think Algiers got a good chance, but behind this offensive line, I don't know how much he can really do. But no, Schaefer makes sense. They take him, Justin Schaefer, in the sixth round okay. out of Georgia. Yeah. Keep him in state. Uh, big, powerful run blocker fits what they're looking for better than Jalen Mayfield, maybe. Uh, and then John John Fitzpatrick as just a in line third tight end block sure. your ass off. He, I, I think that's a really perfect fit they need um, him, yeah. because Lee Smith retired, and this is the next Lee Smith, so. There you go. Um, moving to the Carolina Panthers. This one's hard to grade I because, like, Iki Aquanu was the perfect pick at six. They didn't fuck that up. Uh, then they, they didn't pick until 94, <laughs> where they traded up for a quarterback who I just don't think is going to work out. And then, like, it's day three picks. I give him a C plus. I gave them a B, and that's greatly helped because they got Ikea Kwanu. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how to measure, like, that pick was obviously really their only important pick. Yeah, I mean, look, okay, so so I think it's to get a guy who could come in and be a quarterback at 94, you know, I think that's smart. Like, the process is smart. Again, I'm a bigger Macarell fan than you are. I don't trust the Panthers to get him going, but I think that that's smart. You know, I I also view this as Icky at six, like whether it's rule and fitter or whoever's name, like it yeah. won't matter for Icky panning out. Yeah. Like Icky's going to be awesome. Yeah, I think. Yeah. You keep him in state too. Um, so it's like less where, whereas with crowds, like, well, the next regime could come in and hate him. Right. Yeah. But that, that won't happen with a stud offensive tackle like Icky. Um, so I don't know. I gave it a C plus because I hated every other pick they made. <laughs> Just because D three was fine. No, I for them. Yeah, I okay, guess. well let's let's we'll they drafted athletes. Yeah, Icky is plug and play star left tackle. Immediately has has the ability to immediately lift the offensive lineman around him because of his freak show ability in the run game. Because he's he is such a twitched up psycho who's looking to bury every soul in front of him. Their run game got so much better. If Christian McCaffrey can stay healthy, it's going to be really yeah, interesting. Yeah. Um, There's not enough nice so, things you can uh, say that, about the pick. Like, the, 100% no. the right and pick. Like, like, he's still coming along as a, along as a pass blocker, but like it, Sam Darnold sucks so much, and Matt Corral's going to suck so much. Wait, they have a quarterback on the roster named Davis Cheek. Uh, that's... It's a note noting that for later, for when he starts week twelve. Um, that I, I think like his his not being as 
readies Evan Neal as a pass blocker is going to be so much less impactful on this team. Yeah, exactly. Um, because they're running all RPOs and Macarelli doesn't have the pass protect. And again, they got more watchable. Uh, like Basically, there's nothing worth watching on this roster except for Iki Iquanu. Oh, you're on the offense, maybe. Yeah, I love Brian Burns. Jeremy Chin. And JC J- J- Horn. Yeah. Okay, I you're agree. right. Wait, am I a Panthers fan? Look, they had a shit year and everyone doesn't trust Matt Rule anymore, but they, they were building enough to something. I, I don't I don't think it's going to work, but everyone's everyone's really scrapped uh, the future. And I think that's fair. I'm, I'm on the I, board, but I, yeah. Yeah. Matt Corral at 94. I thought trading up for Matt Corral was stupid uh, because I don't think this felt like a desperate move. To me, it felt like Matt Rule's like, I know Sam Darnold's not the guy. We had to take Icky at six because overdrafting quarterback there would have been my death sentence. Uh, so let's trade up and get a guy with an arm and not much else. Like, I just don't think Matt Corral is ready to play in a real NFL offense with the amount of RPOs he ran at Ole Miss and how kind of flawed he is mechanically. This isn't the team that's going to take him along slowly. They're going to throw him into the fire like week three. Like getting Corral at ninety four is okay, but yeah, like you said, like giving up a fourth and a third next year, it's like you traded, you took him like the early third, you know what I mean, or a late set. Like it's that hurts a little bit, but I, I don't know. I, again, I, I like Matt Corral more, but I'm really my rankings were just based off arm talent. <laughs> to be to be realistic, um, I don't think he's gonna work in Carolina, but I'm okay with the move there. Like you're not you're not spending premium picks. You're getting a young quarterback. Sam Darnold isn't good. They're 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 throwing shit at the wall because they're trying to keep their jobs. It's again, I don't think it's gonna work, but I don't hate that maneuvering. Uh, and then the the rest of their picks were just like athletes and KMAs. Athlete like Brandon Smith doesn't know how to play football. Amari Barno doesn't know how to play football. They're both really freaky athletic. Kalen Barnes yeah. ran the fastest forty yeah. at one eighty nine. K- Kmaz is Barno's fine. K- K- I don't know. I don't think Bruno's rosterable. I think that's like mm. how far off he is from play. Like, and I don't think he's a position. Um, and, and Brandon Smith, like, this is a team where he might actually have to play. Yeah, that scares me. And he is really, really athletic. He just doesn't know where to be or how to tackle or want to tackle. Mm-hmm. Um, and which hurts for special teams upside. Uh, Cabe Mays is like a fine, like a guy who played tackle and guard. Like, that's okay. Yeah. And, and Kalen Barnes is just let's get a gunner at two forty two. That's fine. Yeah. I guess what really sours me is just the. I don't know. Again, I don't know how to grade it because like it's an A plus in the fact they got to me they got the best player in the draft yeah. at six. But I think it's fair that like say they took someone else other than Icky, it's like an F draft. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, yeah. But at least they didn't fucking you know mortgage the franchise for a quarterback. Like no one did, but except for the Steelers. No one did, but okay. At least they didn't do anything. They didn't have to trade up. No, no, they didn't. They didn't have to do anything stupid, and they got the best or second best player in the draft. Like, I don't know. It, you it's know hard who, to grade. Who does? You know who's addicted to doing stupid things, but doesn't seem to ever burn them. I do. Mickey Loomis, the, the, the god. The fuck is Mickey King. Loomis? Is Mickey Loomis the greatest GM in NFL yep. history and NBA yep. history? Yep. Do you see Zion's cleared to play? <laughs> Who are they playing this week? Does it matter? He's at OTAs. Does it Imagine matter? penning. How much would you pay to see Big Stinky versus Zion in Oklahoma, Joe? 
I think the I think the the Pelicans should just become like the rivals for the the Harlem Globetrotters. Oh, that'd be good. Just like that's what Zion all he wants to do is dunk and do do you know mixtapes. Oh, you you hate that showboaty shit, eh? I hate it. Fundamental basketball, please. Okay, the 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 I love Chris Olave to the Saints at eleven. Yeah. But when you factor in how much was given yeah. up to get there, yeah. it's insane to do that for a wide receiver, let alone a guy who I like. I think Olave's going to be great. I like Olave doesn't necessarily scream superstar. Uh, Chris Olave is a very good football player, ridiculously efficient route runner, can stretch the field, really good fit here. But what you don't he, know, he, like and that, Mickey does, Rob. Is that Drew Brees is coming back? He got fired from NBC, and he's got a brand new arm. All right, like if this draft happened, or at least that maneuver happened five years ago to get Drew Brees one last weapon, <laughs> that, that makes a lot of sense. But uh, yeah, like one yeah. piece away from being back in the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I think Mickey Loomis had it in his head and heard this all off season. They just need a receiver and a tackle. <laughs> they need they they need to replace Toronto Armstead. And they, they need to uh, get one more wide receiver in that room. So he said, yeah, okay, done, deal. And uh, I give him a C plus. I give him a B minus. I don't Like, Olave yeah. as a player is a great fit, yeah. great pick. This is fine. I love him. Like I said, all the, those good things. It's just the when you factor in what was given up. It's so bad. It's just so weird. And then I think Big Stinky at 19 was brutal. I don't. I had him um, 20th. Like, I'm fine with this. They need the tackle. I, I had him 32 but my argument is that I like he is going to have to play yeah. starting be a starting left tackle on a team that thinks they can win the the this the Super Bowl based on what they're doing. <laughs> and I just I don't know. I, I just see Todd Bowles, Brian Burns, yeah. Arnold Lebicetti, like those guys Todd Bowles is gonna give this man hell. But in, in the New Orleans Saints defenses, who are you taking at nineteen? Like I don't think there's a clear like oh my god they should have taken him. I mean I mean yeah especially when you look at like the, the next tackle exactly. goes Tyler Smith at twenty. Yeah and even even um, the other positions and the other players there's no one else that's like okay this is a building block. I, so I think Penning is as much as it pains me to say and he is the big stinky and the big easy. I think he's the right pick. I think he's the right pick. I don't know. Okay, athletic freak, uh, too mean because you get all these penalties. But GMs love freaky, mean dudes. And do I think he, he develops into something close to Toronto Armstead? No. But I still think, like, what else are you going to do there? Trade out. But who's, like, there wasn't anyone who jumped in the Steelers for Kenny Pickett? No. Yeah, that would have been my, yes, <laughs> I wish someone had. No, but no one was this taking This is why I'm so upset. No one was taking quarterbacks. Like, really, maybe that's what, maybe that was the plan. Like, oh, we know the Take Steelers. Take Logan Hall, double down on Houston defensive linemen. Mm. That's respectable. You're right. You're right. I just, I don't know. I don't think it's going to work out. To... I tend to agree with you, but the process makes sense. Um, and then at 49, they took Alante Taylor, who I absolutely love. Yeah. Like, I, I swear I was higher on Alante Taylor than everybody yeah. other than Mickey Loomis. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which, why does that always happen? Mickey's always a little higher on my guys. I had Alante Taylor 96. I don't want to. He went 49. Yeah. And he, he lands on, on, on a Dennis Allen defense that is built. Their defense is built to be a Super Bowl contender. Yeah. Um, and he is in a secondary that has pro bowlers, has one of the best nickels in the game, C.J. Gardner-Johnson, brought in Tyron Matthews as a chess piece, signed Marcus May, 
obviously they bring in the Sorensen man. Um, they like they they Bradley Roby like he's Alante Taylor's not going to have to play if they if he's not ready. But like if you're doing everything you've done with Olave and Petting and are trying to just continue to yeah be a playoff team like I don't know it makes the pick make less sense. Yeah, it just feels like you could have maybe spent this somewhere more productive. Yeah, I, like it's But but then then again, Mickey's looking at his roster. He's like my roster's perfect. That's a good point. It's a good point. Like just go BPA. <laughs> I I I totally agree with you. I love Alante Taylor. Still thought this was too high. I think this is going to work out in, in terms of like I think he's going to be a solid starter for them for a while. Eventually. I just yeah. it doesn't make sense now or, or at 49 trade back. Yeah. Yep, agreed. Which is like kind of they took guys they gave up they spent more on guys than they needed to is kind of my main takeaway. Yeah, no, that's fair. I mean, and you know, someone was going to hop the Patriots for for Tyquan Thornton at forty nine. Uh huh. The Steelers were. <laughs> and then uh, yeah, even like Demarco Jackson one sixty one. Uh, okay, I don't know. I think I think that was too early again. Yeah. He hits like a dump truck. He's he's gonna be special team star, yeah. uh, and then Jordan Jackson, baby, respect the troops. It's fair. Jordan Jackson's all right. Like that's that's whatever. That's fine. That's cool. Weird draft. Uh, weird draft. Yeah, I I respect, but I do kind of just love like. Again, I don't care if the Saints are good. I have no skin in this that's game. I love that Mickey Loomis does weird shit every draft. I love that. You never know what the Saints are going to do. They are always, no matter what, going to try and contend. Yeah. And I, I kind of respect that. Like, Mickey Loomis in his head probably thinks there's no drop-off going from Sean Payton to Dennis Allen. Okay, let me, let me pose this. If they bottom out this year, okay, they're going to get a franchise quarterback in the draft who's coming into the best situation that he can be. Mickey's, Mickey's one step ahead of all of us. He knows what he's doing. He's Super Bowl or, or yeah. bust. He's going to end up with the first overall pick, Dick Will Levis. <laughs> Fuck, that seems, that makes too much sense. Will Levis is a Saints quarterback next year. Lock it in. He's Because like, Will Levis a little Taysom-y, a little Jameis-y, and, and a Drew. lot Tommy Stevens. No, he's got a little Drew in there, too, I think. But a lot of Tommy Stevens. <laughs> okay, finally, the, uh, the crown jewel of the NFC South, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tom Brady came back, made life a lot easier. Yeah. Made this draft just seem fine, no matter what they did. <laughs> Pretty much. It didn't matter. This would have been such a crucial draft if they didn't have Tom Brady. And now it's like, yeah, more of the same. Let's just fill fill whatever we can do here. Uh, get- Let's just take take really safe uh, offensive linemen and freak show defensive linemen. The rest doesn't actually matter. Yeah, imagine how big the bad the Rashad White pick would be if they uh, didn't have Tom Brady. I know. Now it's like. It actually makes a lot of sense with sense. what Brady like said of his yeah, back. I still don't love it, but it makes sense. Uh, I give him a B plus. Uh, I give him a B. Uh, Logan Hall was, I really think, one of the pick. perfect pick. Trade trade back. Yeah. Still get your guy. Uh, fills a need. Plus ends up on a with the defensive coordinator and Todd Bowles who's going to get the most out yeah. of him. Um, they're going to let him play like. If they would go four man front, like sticking Vita Vey and Logan Hall beside yeah, each other yeah, on the yeah. inside is terrifying. Yeah. Uh, you go three man front, Logan Hall can play five. Ha- Lo- Logan Hall four man front, base down can he can play on the edge if you need him. Like he's a versatile freak show with so much length. Uh, he's gonna be a really fun one to watch. Yeah, that's there. such a perfect fit. Like you like you just said, and I mean, I feel like you know the front is so good, but I feel like people forget how much you know how many snaps like 
Rakeem Nunes Roaches was playing. And like playing well, and I'm not saying And William Golston. And William Golston. And playing well, but Logan Hall is better than I mean it's not, I'm not saying that he's the same, but he's better than both of them. Oh um, no, that's a that's a perfect draft pick. And I think I love the Luke Godecki pick too at fifty seven. I think you're a little lower on him. I had him sixty seventh, he went fifty seventh. But 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 hey, team that drafts you matters yeah, and this is perfect. It is. And maybe the biggest need after Marpet left. Um, yeah, so they Marpet retires. Yeah. Um what's his name from uh who went to the Bengals? Oh my god, I'm blanking as well. From Humboldt State. Uh Alex Kappa. Yeah, signs of the Bengals. Yep. So you trade for Shaq Mason, great bargain there, uh, and, and you draft Luke Kadecki, who kicks inside from tackle, and just kind of fits their weird lunch pill interior yep. offensive line attitude. Yep. Ryan Jensen's running the show. It's just white guys from and, small and schools. It's fine. So that's all they got to do, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it works. It just it just keeps working. Um, this is a weird thought, but I wonder where Robert Hainsey falls into the plans now. Is he just like career backup? Like, is that was that always the plan? Um, how they took him ninety? They took him I early. Forgot. They took him. Then. Yeah, they took him early. And I, that'll be interesting. I didn't hate it last year when you know you're trying to get back to the Super Bowl and well, it's like fill in. And I, I think you kind of saw the writing on the wall with the cap. You know what I mean? But yeah, so I, I wonder if uh, like Shaq Mason's the short play. Yeah, and then eventually it's Hainsey and Gadecki. Yeah. Um, Rashad White at ninety one. I think it's kind of like Logan Hall Gadecki. You you like look at those. You're like those are Slam those dumps. make so much sense. White's a little more raise your eyebrow. Uh, they brought Fournette back. The Keyshawn Vaughn pick has not worked out. Gio Bernard didn't have as much left in the tank as you would have hoped. Rashad White, for him, this is great yeah. because what he can do as a pass catcher fits really well with this team and what Tom Brady likes out of his backs. And he he, he also has a little more size than uh, those types of backs Brady's had in the past. And the contact balance, the one cut ability, I think this is, I I, I think he'll he'll be playing a, a decent chunk by mid year. Yeah, I, I still think Gio Bernard's getting trod to doubt as the third down back for for a lot of the first half of the year. I think that's fair. I was at a lot lower on Rashad White than you were, um, but if any team's gonna do it, I agree with you. Like the fit, not a lot of holes. You think you're getting right back to the NFC Championship game at least? You know what I mean? Like. That, that makes sense. And like, like you said, kind of like he can be that RB2. He's not just a satellite type of dude. Um, I would like to see him do it later, but but if there's going to be any team to, to swing like that, it makes sense as Tampa. And then uh, fourth round, they take Kate Otten. I, think this I thought is, this was a really great I pick. I think this is low-key one of the better picks of the third day of the draft. Yeah, just a classic a Y in-line tight end. Like, if Gronk doesn't come back, like, like Cam Brate's yeah. fine enough, and Kate Otten's your eventual starting yeah, tight end. Yeah, I think, I think Kate Otten's going to be sneaky important if, if Gronk doesn't come back. Kate Otten's like that Mr. Like, he's a good enough blocker. He does a good job sitting down in zone, kind of like... Better athlete trust, than people expect, too. Or, yeah, if he didn't get hurt, I, I truly do believe he Top he, he could have been the first tight end taken. Yeah, no, 100%. I mean, McBride, we love him, but no, I, I agree with you. Um, no, sneaky great pick. Sneaky great pick. Uh, your guy, Jake Camarda, they get their punter, finally. Mm-hmm. Guess how many punters they have on the roster? Uh, I think I lo- like do they have like three or four. Three. The Bradley Pinion, Jake Camarda, Sterling Hoffrichter. My guy. You forget Sterling Hoffrichter's my guy. Yeah, Syracuse. The Sy- yeah, the Syracuse missile, baby. Uh, Pinion sweating right now. I bet eh? Oh, big time. He's got the, he's got the young guns on his ass. 
Uh, Zion McCollum at 157s. Yeah. Uh, uh, they they do such a good job. Just fuck it. Let's get a tall yeah. freak athlete at corner. This is like, a perfect landing spot for him. <laughs> like, for... Uh, dude, like Zion McCollum's not going to need to play for two years. It's perfect. It's ab- and we've seen dudes who are less athletic. Uh, and the same size as him, going out less and physical. less physical, playing a lot of good football for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers the last few years. This is a hell of a, hell of a pick. I still don't know why McCollum or Tariq Woolen fell like the dicks. We've seen so many wo- too tall. <laughs> the NFL's right. gone the you're opposite right. way. You're right. You're right. You're right. It started with Ed too tall. Worked that time. Now it's gone the opposite way. Uh, and then Coquith, the 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 star tight end. Let's do it. That's Minnesota. Uh, six five two sixty five. Sick. I, I yeah. Don't, I don't got much to say about Coquif. I'm gonna be honest. Cause it's right. It's just it's just right. That's a good take. He tested terribly, but <laughs> real big. Wasn't Jim Nagy tweet like Bucks fans are gonna love Coquif, but it wouldn't make sense because he didn't have him. So I don't know. Someone someone tweeted well, that though. <laughs> and then Andre Anthony uh, of LSU. Whatever. None of those guys are probably gonna be on the team. It's fine. I still can't believe they got McCollum. That's such a perfect spot for both both parties. A- a- Anthony and Keith are both like twenty five. They're just getting. They're, they're a vet team. Just getting vets. They want more vets, baby. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um. Oh. Also, they they sold, signed my guy Fadukasi, the linebacker, uh, yeah, undrafted. Yeah, that's that's is that the UDFA signing of the year? You know, Todd Bowles had his his brother with the Jets. They right? signed Nolan Turner. What a signing! You know, Nolan Turner didn't have a scholarship at Clemson, and Dabo said, "Hey, son, come here, play for me." <laughs> they got Jer- Jared Stearns. Is go- Jared Stearns probably going to end up on the practice squad, and then Week Twelve catch an important he's, touchdown. He's going to end up like with sixty catches. Hey, we didn't talk much about, and this is so off topic. But we'll kind of Tinsley at Penn State—that's pretty interesting. From Western Kentucky to Penn State. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna work just, out. So, why not bring it up now? Would you want to do uh, a couple minutes on uh, <laughs> on the Hilltopper to uh, Penn State connection? Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, let's just do guys who either transferred from Penn State or to Penn State. Will Levis. Go. Good work. Arnold Abiquetti was one of those guys. Yes. So. <laughs> uh, Finally, next week, the AFC and NFC West, where AJ will finally be happy about the Seahawks draft, and I'm happy for you. Thank you. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.